Hey friends, welcome to In The Spotlight with your friend and brother Roger. Well, today uh, I want to talk about, you know, the sins of, the well, sins mentioned within uh, the confessional. Now, uh, some of you may ask the question, how do I know what sins are mentioned in the confessional? I'm, and I'm not even a priest. But to be honest with you, um, you don't have to be a priest to know the sins uh, that are really brought forward in the confessional. And for those who are wondering, what's a confessional? The confessional is, you know, you confess. You know, you confess your sins to the priest, you know, to God through the priest. In the Catholic understanding of confessional, uh, we believe that that God gave the, the priest the authority, um, ordained priest, were ordained according to the the right and the order of Melchizedek, ordained in the fullness and communion with the Catholic Church. And we believe that God gave, Jesus gave the authority, gave this authority to the church to forgive sins, to heal the sick, and to raise the dead. And so the confessional uh, basically came from the words and actions of Jesus and, of course, of Scripture, in which the, the church is able to, to fully dispense God's mercy and grace to those who seek forgiveness, who seek uh, reconciliation, and seek to be in communion with God and the church. Uh, so the confessional, I, I often go to confession every month. I try to make it my duty to go to confession, to, to not only confess my sins, but it's a way, it's a good therapy. It's a good way. Um, I'm not sure if the canonists and those who are, you know, liturgists would uh, agree with what I will say, but I believe that there's some form of relaxation. There's a sense of a therapy within um, going to confession. But um, I remember when I was uh, in, in, in one of the canon law classes and we were talking about confessional, um, um, we were talking about the sins uh, mentioned within confessions. Um, the priest said to us, without disclosing any names or where or which church or whatever, he said, the church is seeing a growing, um, uh, well, a growth in people coming forward in saying that they have um, a relationship with their dogs. And we know, according to the church, this is called bestiality. And it's simple. Bestiality is having a relationship, a sexual uh, relationship with a dog or any form of animals. And, of course, this goes against natural law. It goes against uh, that man and woman um, is created in the image and likeness of God. And man and woman are made to complement each other. They're made to show the fullness of God's love for humanity. And, of course, for the reproduction of the human race and species. And so we know that in, in, in the book of Genesis, Adam cried out, bones of my bones and flesh of my, my flesh, when he saw Eve. And we know that God in, in, in Genesis chapter 1, we know that God saw where Adam was lonely and there was nobody else to compliment him. And so God put him to sleep and, of course, pulled Eve from his side, you know, from his side. And so, basically, um, it's a topic that a lot of people do not like to talk about. 
because in um, the United States of America, and I'm sure in Western countries, in most of Western countries, um, a lot of people have dogs, and some of them have more than six, seven dogs, and I mean, they call them their grandchild, their baby, their son, their daughter, and many, many, many uh, people, especially young people today, have decided to put aside uh, marriage, they put aside having a family, putting aside having a relationship, uh, not an intimate relationship, because we know that the intimate relationship, the intimacy of the relationship belongs to marriage. But nevertheless, we have to face the reality that many of our people, many of our people, whether old or young, have, 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 have currently, are currently having, um, sexual relationship, um, without the matrimonial bond. And so we as a church have to come to the very fact that many people, many who come to, to church on Sunday and receive the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, they're not coming perfect. None of us are coming perfect to the altar to receive Christ in the bread and, 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 and wine, in the appearance of bread and wine. But instead, most of us, like myself, we're coming broken to the altar. We're coming in need of God's grace. And so we must uh, come to the realization that many of our people are coming to the altar. They're coming to partake in the very body and blood of Christ, but they're coming broken. And so we we have to, you know, say to our people, and, you know, because many people believe that the only sin there is is the sin of um, abortion and the sin of homosexuality. But, my friend, we as a church have to deal with bigger, we have to look at the bigger picture and deal with bigger issues at hand, that every sin that violates the, the love of God is a sin. And we should not just call out one type of sin or march because of one type of sin, but we should make sure that our voices are in unison in God's way, in the way of the church, and not just a way that condemns the other person or condemns the human being who have fallen short of that mercy and that grace and compassion, but rather call that person out of love. And in calling out that person out of love, we approach them individually and we, we speak to them if, if they want to, to be spoken with and we, we can be able to talk to them. But the sin of um, bestiality has been a common trend, especially in Western countries. We know that there are laws put in place to protect the the, the, the animals, especially dogs. And um, I remember driving on the I-95 from Orlando to, to Fort Lauderdale. And I saw on a car in front of me that my, my daughter is a dog. And if you mess with my daughter, I will kill you. And of course, I smirked. And I laughed a little bit, but it was a bit surprising to know that people are given human titles and references to to animals, to their dogs, to their cats, to their hamster, to their fishes, whatever they have, the crocodiles, alligator, whatever they have in their homes, or whatever they decide to call. Um, I mean, some of us even call or or, or vehicles, or you know, we give them names. And we say he or she. And we know that the cars that we are using, they don't have um, 
facts. We know that they don't have any facts. They, we cannot define our cars by saying he or she. But nevertheless, we lack some form of human reason and logic, and we decide to name our cars he or she. But the sin of bestiality is, it goes against natural uh, nature. It goes against the, the it goes against the plan of God for humanity. It goes against the plan that God wants to make us in, that God made us in His image, and that we are made for each other. We are made to complement each other. We are made to restore um, the the dignity of each person, which was given by God, and of course for the reproduction of the human race. Um, I, I was, I, while doing this, while trying to come up with this topic and, and try to be not as judgmental, but uh, we as a church, we as a people and, and a society overall need to really look into this uh, situation that we're facing. People are having sex with their animals. And what what is causing this insane uh, love affair? One could say, for a person, a human being with a soul, who's very who's made in the image and likeness of God, who receive the breath of God, to have a sexual relationship with an animal, a lesser being, something without a soul or the ability to reason properly, and. We know that human that animals cannot love. They show uh, they show indications of love, or different uh, signs of love, but we know animals cannot love. We know that they cannot love, because love belongs to the person who can reason. However, we do know that they have an attachment for the other person, for a human being, for their own species. But love belongs to the human race. And a lot of people will tell you that, you know, I don't talk to people. I have my dog or have my cat and I don't need people because animals are better than human beings. I, I can never agree with that because we cannot, as a, as, a, as a people, we cannot compare we just can't compare the actions of, of humans to animals because we know that animals have the, the ability to react in the way that they were created, to, to react uh, in a very devious manner. Yes, we have all been betrayed and used and abused. Yes, we have all been slandered and called names. But that doesn't mean that because a group of people or a person have affected us or hurt us, that we should say, I prefer uh, you, um, animals than human beings. I've also watched uh, different videos uh, where uh, we've seen where animals, they have their own you know, spot in the car. And I, uh, let me be clear. I am not attacking that you want to take care of an animal. I'm not attacking you. I'm not saying it is not right for you to have a dog and want to treat it properly. What I'm saying that we are we are moving away from really loving our neighbor and turning on ourselves and the things that doesn't really matter.
We are turning away from our own kind and turning on something else that for some has caused great harm in a relationship. And even in, in, in mentioning relationship, to have a sexual a relationship with an animal, you're saying that God made a mistake. You're saying that another person who is the bone of your bone and flesh of your flesh is not important and that God made a mistake. Taking care of an animal, we all should be taking care of an animal. We should all be taking care of the environment because we are masters of it, according to Genesis. We are indeed masters of the, of the earth since we have been given that authority by our creator. But to shut people off, to close the door and say you, you don't need human relationship or contact, but instead, but instead say that you prefer to have a sexual relationship or relationship with an animal over a human person, it shows us that we as a people have gone astray and that we are losing our focus and that we are trying to put all rational, all logic outside of our human condition. It is okay to take care of your animals. It is okay to feed them. It is okay to want to treat them as a baby. But our animals are not our babies. They are not. They may seem like it, but they are just animals. And yes, they are our friends too. And they, we can say, yeah, they are part of the family. But they are not our children. They are not our babies. Our babies are those who complement us in terms of being born in, in, in likeness of us with a soul, with a heart, with the ability to reason. And so the church I've been seeing, especially here in the United States of America, an increase of bestiality of relationship. There was a case, not mentioned in confession, but there was a case of a, a woman who was having a sexual relationship with a dog. And everybody was aware that she was having this relationship. When she died, she gave an old estate to the dog. Now, I'm not upset that she wants to give her estate or her wishes to the dog. What I'm upset about is that she wasn't able to find any human relationship, whether it be family or friends. She wasn't able to, to cement a human relationship. So much so that she formed a sexual relationship 
with an animal, something lesser than our being. And instead, and thought it wise to give her old financial or old wealth to an, a, an animal that cannot even differentiate between a house and a car, one could say, for example. And so I want to use this platform today to remind us as human beings that let us care for our brothers and sisters who are without a house. There are so many people on our streets today who are without proper housing, without food, without the ability to be hugged because no one wants to hug them. They have nowhere to take a shower or to take a you know pee properly. But many of our animals, they have homes, they have food right throughout the day. And we always seem to be hugging and kissing them. How can we as a people address the situation where we have turned in, our, turned in on ourselves by using our computers and, and TV, smartphones, and turning on sexual dolls, turning on naming our cars and this stuff, we have made these things to be our gods. We have made these things that are without soul, that cannot love us, we have made them into a god. And by turning onto these things and making them into a God, we are therefore partaking in the sin of idolatry. And so not only should we, when we go to confession, ask for forgiveness for the sin of bestiality, but also ask for forgiveness for making and creating something that is not God into a God for being a, for worshiping a false God. And so, brothers and sisters, it is important for us to 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 realize how important this is. It is important for us to recognize that anything that violates the human person, anything that prevents us from coming in relationship, in true relationship with God, is not of God. The sin of bestiality above humanity is indeed a sin. When we have failed to love our brothers and sisters, when we have failed, failed to feed them, when we have failed to clothe them and visit them in prison, when we have failed to see them as our equal, when we have failed to partake in the creation of, 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 of God, we go against what God wants of us. 
we have caused ourselves to partake in the sins that violates our relationship, which breaks our relationship with a God who loves us and wants us to be happy. Brothers and sisters, friends, it is my greatest intention for all of us to find somebody who loves us, to find that other person who will see us for who we are. Yes, we are all broken. Yes, we are all damaged, as one of my friends will often say to me in our conversation. We are all wounded. But we are not defeated. We are not hopeless. Because we have Christ. We have a soul. We have a body. And we have the, the ability to reason. The Son of God did not come from heaven. He wasn't sent from heaven to come and bear human and bear uh, animal suffering. He came from heaven to bear the brunt and folly of human, the human suffering. He took on the human, the sins, and he placed it on the cross for our own redemption and for forgiveness. He did not come for our dogs or for our cats or camels. He did not come for our alligator or for the rabbit, or for the goat, or for whatever we have in our houses, or in our farms. He came to save you and me from our sins, and to re re reunite us in that relationship with our Maker, who loves us. God, our Father, loves us more than we can ever imagine. And until we recognize that we are loved by God, we will never, ever run away from him. According to Pope Francis, he once said that God never, ever gets tired of forgiving us. He always, he's always open. He's always in dialogue. He's always open to forgive us of our greatest sins. And he loves us. Let no one let nobody tell you that you are not loved by God, that you're not cared for. No, God cares for you and me. He loves us. And that is why he made you and I to complement each other, to love each other, and to partake in the creation, in his handiwork. And so... As we move into another week, another month, let us reflect on our own lives. Where and when are those moments you and I have failed to confess fully in confessional, in the confessional? When and what is preventing you and I from recognizing the true presence? That Jesus Christ is the only true Son of God and that He partakes in the Trin Trinitarian fellowship. 
as you and I place other gods before the God of compassion, the God of Jesus, who have redeemed us. And while scientists and psychologists will tell you the benefits of having a dog, we who are of the image of God must also be mindful that if you are being tempted sexually to have a relationship with a dog or to have the dog do something to you, then do not go and get that dog. Avoid getting a dog or a cat or whatever animal that you are sexually attracted to. Avoid the sin. Avoid that sin. If you know you're weak, and or maybe if you don't even know, but you get that dog and you realize that the dog is maybe, you know, smelling your crotch or something like that, and you're turned on by it, Give away the dog. Do not allow yourself to be tempted by these sins. Do not allow yourself to be degraded by the sin of bestiality. There are many benefits, many benefits of having a dog, of having an animal. There are many benefits. We know it helps you to keep calm. It helps you with your fitness because you have to walk the dog. We know that. We know it's, you know, heart healthy. Keep a smile on your face. Right? We know that the, the, the dog will help keep your company. Right? We know this stuff. But also, we must be Mindful of our walk and the salvation. We must be mindful that as we walk with Christ, as we walk as a human being with the mind and heart of a human person, we are on the street of salvation. We are going forward because we know that this life is not ours. And that one day, you and I will die and you and I will have to give an account to God for our sins. And so, I take this opportunity to ask you to do some, do some self-examination and speak to your pastor, to your priest, to your friend, and go to confession. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Have a wonderful day, wonderful week, and may God continue to bless you. Thank you.